Welcome back to the Voices for Blogging podcasts, where we have Faces for Radio and Voices for Blogging. You can find us on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. In Los Angeles, as always, is Roy Samano, and here in Honolulu, I'm Steve Lee. It's February 25th. How you doing there, Roy? 25th. I'm hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. Been uh, glued to my TV the last two days now with the, what's going on uh, in the world. Some craziness. Yeah, things escalated a little bit since our last uh, episode. I'm really excited that we're getting a, a second episode in two weeks. That's, uh, that's quite a run for us, man. It's commitment. It's commitment. Killer commitment. <laughs> Dedication. Dedication. Dedication right there. We're recording on a Friday night because Royce wanted to have a little sauce with his uh, podcast this weekend. So we decided to put sacrifices. It <laughs> the sacrifices I'm making. <laughs> hey, roller coaster uh, markets we've had in, in both crypto and in um, and in the stock market. Real big, uh, real big sell off to start uh, the day a couple of days ago, and then snap back right away in the stock market. And it hasn't looked back in the last two days. What do you think about all that? Well. People do not like uncertainty. Investors don't like uncertainty. And with Russia invading Ukraine, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty and the threat of even invading Ukraine. There's a lot of uncertainty. But, you know, typically, if you look at like a lot of these wars or invasions, what's actually happened, they they did a look back for, I think, like the last like 10, 15, uh, like invasions or, or things like that. And what's typically happened is that right before the forces go in, the market dumps. And then in the weeks and months after, it actually goes up, which is kind of like what's what's happening here right now, at least. Yeah, I mean, the way the market really bounced back yesterday, sharply, I mean, it, it, it opened sharply lower and almost immediately started to climb back. And, you know, there were it found some buyers. It, 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 sometimes it felt like, it was partly the capitulation that some analysts have been waiting for in, in the stock market as this trickled lower for the last month or so, month and a half. And it almost felt like there was some capitulation to that selling off in the beginning of the market yesterday. And it was met with buyers. And I would imagine eventually short uh, people covering their shorts because towards the end of the market, it really accelerated to the upside. Yeah, that's and it, kind of what it sounds it could, like. Yeah, and it continued today. It carried on today. It didn't sell off today which tends to be a pretty good indicator that we're finding some footing. Hope so. But uh it's been a it's been a crazy couple of years, you know, with COVID and now mm-hmm. <laughs> now this instability in the world with Russia and Ukraine and NATO. It's been really interesting to see what's been playing out. I mean not interesting, maybe interesting is not the best word, but it's been I think the world is anxious. Yeah, I mean I think there's some part of what's going on is everyone getting familiar with the re-familiar with the history in Eastern Europe and remembering, you know, the breakup of the USSR and all the all the states that came out of that. And, you know, I don't know. You know, like we, we talked about this pre-show. Like there's so much about this, I think, being so far away from it that we don't understand. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see what the sanctions that were put on by European countries and by the U.S. on Russia, we'll see if it makes an effect. You know, there's a change, kind of how, what what's happening. But the one part where they haven't cut off the spigot is, you know, how they get paid for their oil, and that that's that's an interesting thing that you know that last sanction that they haven't kind of put on the the Russians. They're they're starting to talk about that now, but you know, for me, I never thought that we would go. I would never thought that I would see us kind of turning back the clock in terms of, you know, what's happening in the world. I mean, in the 80s and 90s, 2000s, right, we made a lot of progress. Yep. You know, when they broke down the Berlin Wall in Germany yep. back in, what was that, in the late 80s or early 90s? Late 80s, that was I Reagan. Think, right? that's, that's, that was Reagan. Which, yes. That was Reagan. Yeah, Gorbachev. Yep. Uh, break up of the Soviet Union. Uh, you know, all of these things. And it just seems like we kinda, we're kind of swinging back a little bit the other way now. Uh, and to, I think that this is the closest that we've been to a, a like a nuclear a war between 
you know, two entities that have nuclear weapons in mm-hmm. the forever. Right. You know, and it, it's it's really crazy. I mean, it feels like nobody wants to go there, but at the same time, it's a possibility because everyone's equipped with them. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, have you have, have you been listening to Putin's spe- uh, Putin speeches? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, know, he's he's threatening. He's been making threats to to use them. You know, it, it just seems like he's in a not good place. I guess is the best way to so, put it. Right. So what's making him desperate or what's what's behind what's behind this, right? Is is the question. What's really behind all of this? <laughs> He's been yeah, locked up know. under COVID under maybe, COVID rules for too long. Maybe diaries of a madman, <laughs> I don't know. Every everyone's everyone's come out and driving crazy and getting a little cuckoo and you know, like maybe he's no different. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. So it'd be interesting but, uh, but, how this plays out. It, I mean, if you if you watched his cabinet meeting the day of the invasion, I think they they did a broadcast of it. This, a lot of this stuff was pre-recorded too, right? Propaganda, you know, man. based on the meta, yeah, based on the metadata that they're, you know, that yeah. they looked at the, the recorded video. But uh, his meeting with his cabinet even was it seems very disjointed. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like some of his cabinet members were even confused about you know what they were supposed What's to the- say and what they were not supposed mm-hmm. to say. What's the mission? Which is very, right? it's very strange. Yeah, yeah. Dictatorship, man. It ain't a democracy. It's the farce of a democracy, right? Although they're voting and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's not a democracy. Th- th- yeah, this was the concern when he when he took the reins. You know that when when Yeltsin was there and these type of things, and you tried to create a democratic society in Russia, it failed. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't work. Yeah. You can see where turning but, back the clock becomes, you know, a, a potential, you know, motivating point or, or catalyst to, to doing these things. I will say that one of the good things about social media is what they've allowed young people to share. You know, like so, you know, people in, in Ukraine have been able to share their experience like on the ground, you know, with mm-hmm. their kids. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, some of these kids are posting TikToks in in Russia and in Ukraine about you know what's happening with them and I think to be able to see that see the people behind it right it's usually the countries that choose to go to war it's usually the government that chooses to go to war not the people right typically right. people would want to live live their lives live safely you know have food have clothes all those kinds of things it's usually the governments that are the ones that that go to war and it's it's been pretty apparent I think in you know, some of the protests that are happening in Moscow and around the world and the humanity, I think, that's been showed on some of these social media platforms. So it's been that's been encouraging, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, Russia inside of Russia can control the information a lot of times, so that, you know, that that goes in and out of that place. And you, we were talking pre-show, like we wonder, like, how many how many Russians have drank the Kool-Aid, you know, as far as is fully behind Putin or you know, or getting dragged kicking and screaming into all this because they're the ones suffering uh, as a result of these sanctions that the West is putting on Russia. But they will be, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, pro- there's propaganda in every country, though. It's hard to... Uh, you have to be able to think critically, I think, and try to listen, listen to different sources. It's interesting, though, right? You're looking at all the athletes, whether they're Russian or Ukrainian athletes. 100% same message. No war. Stop fighting. Yeah, yeah. So that speak that speaks to what you're talking about. Where these are the, this is the governments, right? This is uh, this is the usual mechanics of why these things are why these things are happening. So I don't know. Let's see. Let's yeah. see what it does. I mean, it it definitely has proven the point again that cryptocurrency is not some some safe haven from these type of events, like some people tried to make it out to be in early days. Um, well, in in terms of in in terms of being a hedge against like inflation or adverse events, right? Like, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But have you been have you been following what's happening in Canada with the truckers? Yes, and their yes. supporters and how they yeah. basically shut down They're their getting... bank accounts. Th- yeah. That's that to me that's crazy. And so like that's kind of what crypto is for, right? It's just 
it's the censorship resistance, right? Like you can't. Yeah. And shut that's, down how getting, that's how they were getting. That's how they were getting funded. Yeah, because they were yeah. getting funded. They were getting funded. The supporters of the truckers were funding them with cryptocurrency. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, interesting world, man. Interesting things. I mean, we're, as we speak right now, I think Ethereum has clawed its way back close to about twenty eight hundred, and Bitcoin is knocking on the door of forty thousand. Like this is, you know, this is promising that uh, at least things are starting to work their way back up. Yeah, we we shall see how long it lasts. But uh, yep. So what's going on in Hawaii? Well, so being February 25th, today is the day the CDC came out with their new guidance on mask mandates. And, you know, I, you know so it really is, if, if you were of the belief that you were following the science and you're, you're tracking the science, this is, uh-oh, uh-oh. This is the time. <laughs> but, but this is the time to take, this is the time that it's okay. Right. If you were if you were saying that, and I'm, I'm saying that for a reason, because in Hawaii, the government has said over and over time and time again that their moves will be in lockstep, essentially with the CDC. So the CDC comes out today and they come up with their new mask mandate or basically taking away the mask mandate. And Governor Ige has it, decided to leave it on. So is they took away the mask mandate. Is it only for the outside? Or is it for outside and inside now? Inside, yeah. This is this oh is really? This, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. This is the change. This is so. This is what the CDC has been telegraphing for about the probably the last ten days. You know, making the rounds on TV. Anytime you start seeing Walensky and, and Fauci on TV a lot in a very short amount of time, they're 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 priming it right. They're ready. To, they're ready to make a change. So the the rationale here to keep masking on was, well, the CDC hasn't changed their guidance. Well, they did today. And Ige, and then Ige came out and said, nah, we're not changing for now. Yeah. While every, while every, every state's doing it. And for me, it's really no skin off my back. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me a whole bunch because for me, when the mandate does go away, I'll give all, all the clients and patients and athletes the choice if they want to wear it while they're, in our, in, you know, in my facility, they can wear it. If you don't want to, if you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, because if we trusted the science to get us this far, the science is saying we can. So, is it though? But yeah, it is. anyway, regardless. So, like, the CDC said, like, uh, you know, maybe a few weeks ago now that masking wasn't necessarily necessary outside. One hundred percent. So yeah, so some people have been have not been wearing masks. Some people have. Mm-hmm. It's weird because for me, I feel like I want to wear a mask, even mm-hmm. though I don't need to. But then when I go on the golf course, I don't wear it because what's outdoors? So far, like you're outdoors, yeah. The the it's weird. The it, uh, it's a psychological thing right now. The the the, the, the challenge we're going to have moving forward with the new mandate or the, the lack of mandate or the, the adjustment to the mandate. The challenge we're moving forward is the adjustment of the people that were for masks and understood why we were wearing them. But then you also have the ones that were so fearful that this adjustment is going to be really hard for them. Yeah. Look, man, my, my, I have a different reason. I invested a lot of money in these masks. I'm not dumping them. <laughs> You're stupid. So, I mean, because the strategy that they're going with moving forward is that they want to have the ability to tell people hey, it's time to put the mask back on. So if you, you make a change or you give people a break from it, it's easier to come back later and say, hey, you know, there's a variant that's starting to load up the hospitals. It's, it's time to kind of put the mask back on. Yeah. Because Mine is all about fashion, dude. Well, you know, Bottom you got to make sure you got to make sure you make a statement. You know, you're in L.A. So I'm going to get that one that uh, I forget who it was that had it. It was just like this mesh, mm-hmm. like <laughs> this mesh mask. It doesn't doesn't prevent anything from going through. It just looks cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this transition goes. I mean, obviously, it greatly affects the economy. Uh, the the places where the mandate didn't change though is for things like riding on planes. All those things you still have to wear a mask when you're in a plane. Uh, oh man, so I'm up to. I'm not. I have to wear a mask next week then. When you come back to home, in a few yeah, days. You might it's see, not uh, even next week. You're you're coming home in a few it's days. A few days. 
Eh, it's next Tuesday. It's like three day, four days from now. As of this recording. As of this recording. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, I mean, I, I've been in Waikiki the last couple of days and looking around. I mean, there's a lot more, seemingly more people out and about. A lot more tourists just kind of hanging out, just doing their thing. Um, hey, you know, Omicron may have had more infections, but it definitely had a lot smaller percentage of people that went to the hospital and died. So that's... Yeah, that's, I think that was a good... I, that's probably... I think that was a good thing. That's what I mean where the science is showing us that, hey, it is what it is. You know, it, it's just 2022, not 2021 or 2020. You know, and, yeah. and the constant adjustment. But the challenge is mentally, like getting people to understand that this is evolving. This is the evolving situation, right? I mean, and it's evolving to the point where we're going to live with it. And that's where we are. Yeah. I just hope we don't get another crazy variant. Well, that's what all I'm will. hoping for. We probably will. But if it doesn't send people to the hospital, then we're, you know, we don't get it. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. Then we're fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, that's I mean, that's. I that's the point, right? That's the point of all of this. That was the point of all of this for the last few years. So we'll see. I, I think there's going to be a lot of people pretty upset here, though, because, you know, it's that thing of you pull the carpet out, right? Because if you say you're going to follow, and then when it comes out and things change and you don't follow, that's going to upset some people. It's going to be interesting in the next week or so. We'll, we'll wait and see. You'll be here. You'll be here to see. I will, I will be you there. You'll be here to be hear, hear some people. You know, getting all crazy about it, you know, hey, to each his own as far as like, you know, if you get excited about these things. But uh, what's the, what are things like now that because uh, the mandate for you guys is down, right? Your mask mandate. They lifted it. Didn't so they? the mask, the mask. No. So the state of California did. Right. The county of L.A. did not. Uh, we're in the. So there's three tiers uh, based on the infection rate, I think. Right. And we're still in the highest tier in L.A. County. But I think after today or next week, we'll likely move into the the middle tier, uh, um, in which yeah. case I think some of the restrictions uh, go away. Um, I don't remember exactly what they were now, um, but that's supposedly how it works. Yeah. It, 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 the CDC recommended if you were in a low or medium risk area, you can – you can take away your mask mandate, but at all, it's yeah. all dictated by, you know, where you are localities and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, know. we still have it for now indoors, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, look, if I actually, they did take it away, I think for large events, they did because, because... I saw that I read things today that said LA County took them away. Uh, if you're vaccinated, like good luck at large events. Good luck. Yes. That's yeah. the, good, luck, good luck. Good luck. That's how it was. That, yeah. Right? But yeah, but to be fair, I mean, yeah. Well, did they, so they opened the Super it up? Bowl, they did. They did check, right? At the Super Bowl, they did check, and like to be honest, ninety nine percent of people Nobody there were. were not wearing masks. Well, so okay, so I'm reading something right now, and and I saw this earlier today, but I was going to rely on you since you lived there. But today was the day that they're allowing unmasking indoors at bars, restaurants, and other businesses uh, for people that showed that they're vaccinated. And that's it. Oh, really? That's that was today. How that wonderful! Today. Interesting. I wonder if they're. Che- so the headline is. I wonder if they're checking. Los Angeles County eases COVID nineteen indoor mask mandate. So, hmm. and I thought I'd read that earlier today, but I was going to say, man, you're the one that's in LA, man. Well, I haven't been out today either, so. You know, I'm dedicated to making this podcast, it's, so I couldn't. I couldn't go out. It's time I'm, to get out. I'm super it's dedicated. To, it's time to get out into the world, Roycey. It's okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. We got to get our friend Kenye on uh, on the show and uh, let, let him kind of give uh, his view of some of these things because I, I know we're not on opposite ends of the spectrum, but he might be further down one end of the spectrum. Let's welcome to the show, Kenye. Ken, how you doing? Long time no here. Long time What's going no on? see. Hey, through the, through the power of podcasting, we brought him on. Like, can you guys hear Royce me? And I got bored With no delay. To each other. Yeah, we 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 started. We got bored talking to each other, so we said, "Let's call Ken up. Let's see what he's doing." <laughs> All right. First so, question. First question. It's been Ken. a while. Top five movies, all time. 
Wow. Wow. That's a that's a loaded question, man. <laughs> Top five. Top five. Oh. Let's go. All time, huh? Yep. What's number one? What's number one? Actually, no order. Yeah, maybe we should okay. start with five. So no, yeah, okay, no, no order. No five, order. Top five, no order. Okay, you, so that makes it easier. Just wow. the your five, five movies where you're like, yeah, Man, these, I... these are of the best ones I've seen. <laughs> it's really, really, really hard question because I've watched a ton of movies over the years. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a huge movie buff, so mm-hmm. so this is like a big deal. You know, like what is my all time favorite movie? Oh, um, maybe maybe we should say maybe we should save this for another episode. If you, yeah. if you said movie buff, dude, I don't know. If, yeah, maybe, I have a major movie buff. So. This is a little teaser, maybe. This is a little teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go. Let's go. Ro- yeah. Roll, roll. Give us at least three of the five. How about that? Oh man. Well, I, I'm a big nerd, so you know, Lord of the Rings has got to be you know the first one. The Fellowship of the Ring has to be at least on the top five because. You know, I mean, it's it's something I kind of grew up with. I've been, you know, I'm a big D and D player, uh, so and it's it, you know it's you know I watched it, I watched it when it first came out in the theaters, and you know it was I mean I've been was I was waiting for that movie even before it came out, and I was like I knew it was in production. I was like, oh man, it's gonna be a great movie, and it's like it blew me away. So, so I think that's gonna be up there. Okay, I don't know. I, I think he just likes the elves. <laughs> hey, I do. Hey, what hey, was he? I do like hey, Owen. Hey, this, is a, Tyler, hey, this is a family show. I don't know what you guys thought about elves. Come on, man. Elves. Sorry. <laughs> elves and arrows, and I I don't need to hear these things. <laughs> That'll be in the metaverse. Yeah. That'll be the metaverse conversation. You know, you know I got I, I got one more. I got I got okay. I got I give you at least a couple because. Yeah. There's there's movies that I watch over and over again, and that's kind of how I, how I'm de- determining like what is my favorite. The one I watch over and over again, believe it or not, and this is probably not like a top movie that most people would wa- would watch is Coraline. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this movie back, you know, in t- 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it it was it was really like I I didn't read a book, but. The movie just, I don't know, spoke to me. It was really interesting. It's, you know, it's, yeah. I, well, it's, it's, it's right up there. That's, that, that, that's curious. So, like, what about it spoke to you? Because I, I actually thought it was kind of a, a little bit of a dark movie, right? Like, very dark. It very, yeah, it was <laughs> very, like, for, for a kid's movie, it was it was pretty dark. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's just, you know, maybe, you know, Neil Gaiman is, you know, you know, one of the, probably the, you know, my favorite artist, you know, comic book artist, whatever, uh, you know, writer. Wait, Neil Diamond, um, as in Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond? What are you talking about here? No, uh, no, no, Neil Gaiman. Oh, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. Ah, I thought we were going ba, ba, ba here, man. What's going no, on? Now, now, you're, <laughs> now, you're, now you're getting into Steve's wheelhouse. But, yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, he's a writer, comic book, you know, graphic uh, novelist, and, you know, he's just uh, you know, really talented. You know, this whole thing with, like, mixture of fantasy and dreams, it kind of really spoke to me. It, it made me, I you know, I looked, I looked at the world that she lived in, Coraline, and and kind of like her her escape from that reality mm-hmm. and into this other world that was just so haunting and detailed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like living in a nightmare in a way. Uh, but but you know, it started out like a dream and it ended up in a nightmare, right? Yeah. I, I, by the way, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I guess I could spoil whatever spoilers. It's been around for a long time. So. Spoiler alert! Uh, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> Uh, Kenya, the spoiler. You know, it's it, it, it is. You know, if you if you want to escape fantasy for a little, uh, escape reality for a little bit, I think this would be a great movie. So that's in the top escape, five but... of all your movies, huh? That's yeah. interesting. Okay, oh, yeah. how about this? I got a better question. The movie you're embarrassed that you like so much. No, <laughs> that's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Do you guys have any? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back on you guys. Oh, hey, you guys you have answer your question with a question. You, you're, you're up. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a guest. Oh, man. <laughs> Embarrassed. Uh. I, have, I have to say, when you asked that question to him, I started turning in my mind, like, what is a movie that I like that I'm embarrassed about? Or like, I have to go maybe, back and research. Maybe <laughs> embarrassed isn't the right word, but it's one that you're not going to readily admit at a party. That Yeah, I've watched that about a hundred times. <laughs> if not that's, more that's good um like you're not gonna be shouting it from a mountaintop that like man this movie i i, I will say this just so like just uh giving ken some time here 
I've probably watched Titanic quite a bit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna, wow, lie. I'm not gonna lie. But that was a, that's one of the most I'm, popular movies. I'm not gonna time. lie. That's, no box office. Wise, it's, right? it's, it's it it doesn't. Hey, what, it doesn't mean it was good. When, when, <laughs> why? Why? Why is it that when I say that, like everyone always makes fun of me, dude? I don't understand. See, I, that's the point. That was the. It's point. got it's Leo, dude. Point. It, it is a chick flick, right? That's, that's got, probably why, because you know, whoa, guys whoa, are not supposed whoa, to like it. You know, whoa, women are supposed to like Titanic, slow down, right? dude, but that's slow, not true. Slow down, dude. It was an action movie. <laughs> There's a boat. There's an iceberg, and it had Billy Zane. Guns. Like if Billy Zane's in a movie, like I'm in. Like absolutely. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, um, it's interesting because, like, you know, there's movies that you like, and then there's movies you're you probably like a lot of people wouldn't like. Um, hmm. Sure. Or readily admit that you'll like, but you know if you get the same kind of enjoyment out of it, you know I mean I don't know he, I think I think is he cushioning the fall right now, Racy? Is he pat? Is he is he patting his landing <laughs> right now? Huh? He's setting he's, he's setting, setting expectations right yeah, now. Yeah, he's so. setting this up right now. This is pretty good <laughs> setup there, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you I actually really like Elf. I like Elf. That was one That's I nothing to be embarrassed about. Oh. That's a big hey, you, you know what? You know what? I like. I'm not gonna lie. I like Elf too. Dude, Elf is great. <laughs> <laughs> might be. Maybe, elf might be, maybe for different Will, reasons. Elf might be like Will Ferrell's. I mean, he didn't even expect it to be as good as it turned out. Like that's the best part. Like he readily yeah. admits that that movie. He thought that might have been the last movie he ever made when he was making it. Because uh, really? he just well, yes, he did not. He did not think that movie the movie was going to take off the way it did, and not just take off, but become a Christmas classic. I mean, it is year to year now. It's in people's wheelhouse for Christmas movies. It's it, yeah. it's a must see for Christmas for a lot of people. Well, I don't watch that movie because of Will Ferrell. <laughs> you watched it for let's just put it that way zoe deschanel right that's, that's yeah. why you watched it because she is she no. was very cute back uh, you know when she was when she was very young see, back then i think but ken i can't let you off the hook man that's that that's not a movie that's a, a shameful <laughs> to say you like oh boy um, i love see this is how you know he's hiding something really good and he doesn't want to say it <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, I don't know if there's one that I, I would say I was embarrassed to. You know, embarrassed that I liked. I mean, I don't know if there's anything that jumps out. You know, like I mean, there are movies that I I like that you know you wouldn't expect an adult to like, you know, or or a, a guy to like. But um, like there's like there are a lot of chick flicks I like. I mean, I like you know like Just Friends with the right like you wouldn't yeah. like that i mean like kind of like the reason you like you know you're a little embarrassed to talk about titanic right i'm like oh i'm not embarrassed royce waves the flag it's okay i'm not embarrassed like you know when royce and i get, get close to the beach here like in hawaii when he's here like he puts his arms up you know like he's in the front of the ball oh, i'm the like, king of the world like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kind of embarrassing to take to Waikiki with me, so I I kind of I keep my distance. When you guys, we're in Waikiki. you guys don't know how many times you guys don't know how many times I've been on a boat and I've done that. Thanks, Royce. Is there a movie <laughs> that you thought was so bad that was that was so good? Still like, didn't answer the question. You guys like still that, didn't answer. Wait, that. is just is just okay. friends the answer to your question? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm you know I, I I don't know if I'm embarrassed to like it, but it's probably not something that I would I, I would have expected myself to like so much, right? Um, I you know I I tend to like action films. I like some of those like dreamy you know like things with dreams are are big for me. Like stuff like Inception, you know Coraline, kind of live in another world like mm. uh, you know Avatar mm. things like that. Mm. So I, I like those kind of movies. You know, it kind of takes you away from reality for a little bit. I mean that's mm. the whole point of going to movies just to mm. take you away from life for a little mm. bit, right? Yeah, a psychologist would have a field day with that answer there, buddy. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you, like that. So Ken had a good question, right? Like, what was a movie that you watched that was so bad that it was good? And <laughs> one of the ones I can think of is you remember that movie Driven? It was Sylvester Stallone and like some other guy. It was about like race cars. Okay. Like indie. Yeah. Okay. I think I might have. Oh, the DVD. I do. I do remember it. I, I might have the DVD it. somewhere. It was so. It was so bad. It was funny. Like, it, I I don't remember. The acting was just like not 
it, it was just really incongruent with everything. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and you know, St- Stallone is a good actor. Like, oh, you oh, like the film? I never. I don't think I yeah. watched it. Stallone, um, huh? Oh, dude, I'll, you, I'll did... give it. To, I'll give it to you, Ken. You got to watch it. Did you oh, just uh, say no, Stallone's I, 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 a really good actor? Is that what you said? I mean, I really. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll I'll say this, Royce. I'll say this. Like, I yes. was impressed when he came out of the mountain in Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Like, you know, when you saw yes. his eyes came out oh. and then the knife came out. Yeah. Like, he showed him yeah. the knife and he freaking stabbed the guy. That was good stuff. Oh, that's that is pretty intense. He's been he's you been know? good in, in 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 like he was good in Rocky, right? Like he's good. Yeah, Rocky. Yeah. Rambo. Rocky he's won. been in. In the first, he's one dimensional though. You know? uh, like whatever, I mean, he's one dimensional, right? Hey, I, I seen him at the golf course, man. I'm trying to give him a break. <laughs> you see him at the golf course? Buddy. I saw him one time at uh stu- in Studio City, at which mm-hmm. he was taking golf lessons. Like he's still he's still a big dude, man. Still big dude. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you know what's one movie I think that I'm in, like I thought was so bad was so good was mm. um, Gladiator, N- not the Gladiator with Russell Crowe, but uh, it's a boxing film. Probably back in uh, oh with the uh, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah, and and their like, light so their bad. lightweight gloves the and everything was it was it was an awful like it was a low budget kind of a you know bad acting bad script film it was so good <laughs> it was so good I loved I've, it I've I never explained it I've never actually like, seen that movie was, was, everything mean, was terrible in that production right. value wise sure sure acting. Sure. But you know what? When you describe it that way, though, right? That that's like you described every Van Damme movie in the late, in the early, in the early nineties. <laughs> so I love those movies, man. Poor production value, <laughs> I love those movies. right? Horrible <laughs> acting. But oh my god, sport, I can't one. stop Chong watching Lee, it. Chong Lee, oh, Chong Lee, Jackson, Lee. Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, the all the martial art films are like that, right? They're bad scripts. It's very predictable. There's yeah. not really any romance or. or oh no, yeah. there's romance. There's romance in Bloodsport. There's romance with the with the oh, journalist. Well, well, Kickboxer had Mai Lee, right? Like they had Mai Lee and and yeah. the whole. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. No, I I there's bad films that are just. I guess when you define bad, is it just bad quality, bad production, you know, like low production quality, low mm-hmm. budget, mm-hmm. acting's poor, but it could still be fun. It's still kind of enjoyable, right? Well, yeah. That was, all, that was all those movies. That was Perfect Weapon. That was, you know, Kickboxer. Perfect Weapon. Perfect Weapon. Eskrima Sticks, man. Come on. Like, dude. <laughs> American Ninja. American Ninja. Another American one. American really Ninja. Poor, like, hey. low budget. But... Hey, no retreat, no surrender. You guys were watching that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, only remember watching only the strong when Mark Dacascos, you know the Capoeira. Oh, one. I do remember. Oh, and remember the villain. The villain's car was a Acura Legend. It was so low budget. Wow. An Acura Legend was the nice car in that in that movie. But, I mean, you could you could even say the Karate Kid was kind of hey, don't miss you know, it. Don't... Low budget, like. Mr. Miyagi and, the, and his fighting in that in that first movie was ridiculous. I mean, you saw like, <laughs> hey, this, like hey, you don't so you don't funny. think the crane technique is real? Hey, sweep the leg, okay? Like any <laughs> any, any movie that gives us a line like sweep the leg, like all time wax on wax off, dude, all timers, one hundred percent. It was so enjoyable, but it was sweep like the leg, the man. So, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's. A, <laughs> I will say, in terms of the top five, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a few. Okay, I can't order them or anything, but I think these would be my top ten for sure, right? Like World War Z for sure, because I love zombie movies, and that was a great zombie movie, right? World War Z. Um, I think you know Itman. That's a great martial arts film. No, that, that was one's a, good. You know, that was yeah. a good movie, man. That was a you know good acting, good fighting, good you know. Um, I think you know so, something like. Uh, Rounders, you know, I don't know if you guys saw Rounders. That's a, no, that's I, a saw, really I saw Rounders, yeah. Who didn't see track. Rounders? Who didn't see oh, Rounders man. that plays cards, man? <laughs> I mean, it got me into poker. I mean, that's the movie I watched that really got me into Hold'em, you know, like because it was, it was like awesome. Like this whole, you know, Teddy KGB, man. Oh, uh, my God. But you want to talk about I mean, bad acting, though? You want to talk about bad actings and bad accents? Teddy KGB. Teddy. <laughs> that was terrible. That oh, is one boy. of the worst accents in movie history. <laughs> But it's like so good. No, but his accent was terrible. Oh my goodness! But the character, hanging yes, around, yeah, hanging around. They splashed the pot, like you know, like whatever. 
the kid cuts alligator blood. He paid that man his money. <laughs> so bad. It's terrible. But the movie oh, was great. And you know, Norton, like, look at the cast. It was a great cast. Yeah, but that, yeah. was, that, was, that was an enjoyable movie to watch. I mean, it was Matt, fun to watch. Matt Damon. You know what? It's been so long since I saw that movie. But that was the one where, wasn't that the one where he was hiding that stash of money? Yep. In like the ceiling or something? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's hiding it all. But that, that was a that was really like I really enjoyed that movie and actually kind of got me into poker and the whole gambling thing, which is probably not a good thing. But no, it's a great thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's the, there's so never been I'll there's never been more money bet on a Super Bowl in history <laughs> until this year. Like Funny. this year was the biggest oh Super goodness. Bowl in history. Wow, it was uh, it was not a good Super Bowl to bet on. Actually, I think like could have gone either way. It's close. Yeah, well, you know, it it I think I actually Bennett. have a number one. I think I have a number one favorite movie of all time. Okay, I should have it. Children it's... of Men. I think that might be oh, my I, all-time I haven't, I haven't seen that one. I know you I talked about it before. It. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, that one is probably the my, my I, all-time I, so favorite. Actually, I think you, I remember you told me about that movie. I tried to find yeah. it uh, on streaming somewhere. Oh, really? They don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, especially if you look at the problems that are happening today. Like in the world, um, especially with like immigration, you know, like illegal immigration and all those, um, like it's so interesting. Such an interesting film, and and what incredible acting, incredible script, just just really. You guys have to watch that movie. That's a great. You movie. know, I, I'm just I glad. I'm just glad you didn't say never ending story or something like that, man. Because I, <laughs> no, I, no. I don't know, I don't know where you're going around that. I was bracing myself. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that is a, a good, good, like the whole premise and I won't ruin the whole movie for you, but the whole premise was like women are infertile in the whole world. Like all the women in the world, nobody can give birth. That's the premise. Like, you know, people are stopped procreating. They were they're like the youngest person on earth was like 18 years old. So there hasn't been a birth in 18 years. Nah, it seems, it seems pretty it's dark, terrible. dude. It's dark, but it's yeah. so interesting. Um, but yeah, that's some, so that's a, it's a sci-fi film. Um, and you know, if it's not my all-time favorite, it's at least my all-time favorite sci-fi film. Sure. I'm, I'm going to try to find that again so I can watch yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You'll like it. it it's I'll, cool. I'll make it, I'll make an effort to watch that. All right. But on that note, Ken, I mean, the other reason why I'm going to bring you on is yeah, I always want you to share your thoughts on the world and all that's happening oh, in its dude. glory in the last, in the last five to seven days. Oh, oh man. Royce and I have been talking about this. Like we yeah. were tweeting each other. You know, different like it's amazing what Twitter has has become. You know, um, every everyone anyone with a phone and a, a Twitter account or a, a TikTok account has turned into a reporter, mm-hmm. and they're on the ground. There, I saw this one video today of someone running around with their phone. You know, I think they're using TikTok, and they were filming like, uh, you know, invasion units, you know, Russian invasion units inside of Kiev, and or Kiev, and they were like just. Like that guy could get shot. Like literally, he was just running around filming like people, like you know, snipers or whatever, like you know, invasion troops inside inside the city. And this is during like during the day, people could see him. And I just I was like, dude, this is incredible. How, how do you get this kind of footage? You know, these these are just regular people. But um, but you know, it's kind of what it's so powerful because you see this raw footage of of you know real events happening and it's raw footage and it's being posted all over social media and it's given it it's given twitter it's given tiktok it's given social media a whole new life it's just like it's incredible um and and also heartbreaking because you're seeing all these you know all this carnage and horror mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. you know in, in the world and you're getting a front row seat to all that yeah you would think they would have to record that surreptitiously because there's arms militants just walking around in the middle of the street and the guy recording it is in the middle of the street too you know like it's it's crazy but i I guess that speaks to the whole thing about war and how like you're only supposed to like take out enemy combatants and not civilians because like if you i I would imagine that if you're a civilian out there you're you could be a target like you make the wrong move or you do the wrong thing or you're wearing the wrong thing like you're in danger but these guys are just walking out there with their phones recording all this stuff in real time and, show- and showing it to you on social media and it's to me it's that's crazy 
and, and you know, Royce, just to add on top of yeah. you know what we're discussing here, I think, I think the person who actually made all this possible was Biden, because I think President Biden, by sounding alarm and telling everybody what was going to happen, everyone like because he was raising an alarm, sharing intelligence, and telling the whole world what Russia was going to do, suddenly it was all coming true, and social media is just you know, it became a buzz, right? They're like, oh my goodness, what else is going to happen? Is all this stuff really going to happen the way he played it out? Like the way he described it, the way he laid it out. All the intelligence they have, like, are they really going to invade? Are they really going to go in and, and bomb, you know, uh, Ukraine? And, and as this happening, you know, social media was kind of, it was like brewing. You know, he, he basically sounded the alarm and all of social media became a buzz. And, you know, in 2014, when, you know, when Russia invaded Crimea, that didn't happen. You know, we we kept it under wraps. We didn't share intelligence. We didn't rally the, our our allies. We didn't you know do all the things that we're doing now. And I think because it's really mobilized social media to like be twenty four seven focused on this event, and it's actually having all sorts of repercussions because you know as the world was watching, you know all this outrage, you know this cancel culture that was very very um, hazardous to our you know mental health. You know, it's turned it into something kind of positive because it's focused on the right things. Now you're being outraged by things that are that you're supposed to be outraged with: death, destruction, lies, deceit. You know, um, carnage, killing. It's just all these. You're 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 now outraged at the right things, right? And that's you know that's good. You should be outraged. You know, you should take action. You should try to cancel this. This is worth canceling. Okay, right. I, I think that's I think that's a credit to these uh, founders that created these social media platforms, like Zuck and you know Jack, Twi- the rest of the Twitter founders, the Instagram guys, the TikTok guys. Uh, it's really been a force for good, I think, in this case. But it's also been used as a force for not so good in the past as well. So, but I, it's, it's good that I think that social media at least at this point has been playing a positive role as opposed to yeah yeah. i agree and it's funny and it's all the things that we kind of found either divisive or negative in in the past you know i would say after past five years or maybe more like things like you know just general media uh you know news media like you you hear a lot of like you know republicans and democrats kind of each other's throats you know you, you hear a lot of um, you know, partisanship and, and, you know, this discord in the world, but the voices have been pretty united. You know, the, the news reporting, like I was tell, talking to Royce just, you know, today, I really admire those journalists that are on the ground right now, tweeting, barely sleeping, putting th- themselves in danger and reporting on things that are happening so that the world can, can know, like there, you know, this is happening. This is, people are dying. You know, it, it's the, it, it's, it gives journalism a whole, like, we kind of laugh at it before because, you know, you people report journal, like the journalists, it, it, I don't know, prior to this, I didn't have a lot of respect for because they're all opinionated, they're all opinions, and they all have their agendas, they're all like, you know, kind of brainwashing once the, their viewers into a certain point of view of things. Yeah, but war, and, I, I, I gotta, I, I'm going to stop you there real quick and just ask a question. The war correspondents back in the day... You, do you think they were doing that back in the day? Like when, when let's say the Gulf War, when they, we had a ton of war correspondents for that. Do you think they were passing you, on an agenda back then? I mean, oh, no, they're, no, no, they're, no. They're, I, they're, they're in harm's way. Like they were war correspondents yeah, no, no, I, through history, yeah. photojournalists and all of them. They're, they're, out, they're out there, man. They're like, it's crazy what they do. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like, you know, the, the, like the, the political analysts. You know, that oh. before the war, before this, you know, before yeah, this yeah. You know, Ukraine or, invasion. Yeah, or just general media, I think, right? Like just, just general media has me- been kind of, you know. Yeah, the media has been in a, I, it's been, it's just, it's been a sad state of affairs as a whole for the media for, for a while. So, yeah, and, and I think this, this kind of made, this kind of changed my, my viewpoint a little bit. It kind of like, it brought out the right things about journalism, right? These are the things that journalists should be doing, you know, like to help us understand what's happening to expose the the corruption, the 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 violence, you know, the, the unwarranted violence that's happening over in Ukraine. Like, these are all the right things that they're, you know, they, these people are doing. 
right. you know, incredible work. So this is the underground. This is the reminder that journalism, when done right and done well, yeah, you know, is it, it shows you why why it exists, um, right? Yeah, you know, and to inform and and you guys are right about the social media thing, though. I mean, it really does. I mean, this this unedited access to what's happening, like, it's a, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, it, it didn't have. We didn't have a war like we didn't cover a war this way. This is the first time that social media has covered a war of this magnitude in this kind of detail. And you know, we didn't. It didn't happen back in the Gulf War because in the Gulf War, we didn't. You know, there wasn't social media yet. You know, people mm-hmm. didn't have Twitter, access to their phones, recording live footage of like bombs dropping on buildings. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got them through reporters and journalists that are there, and you usually get it with some delay, right? But now it's literally in real time. You're watching live feeds from the capital of Ukraine. You're you're watching, you know, people on their phones running around, you know, chasing after tanks, like, you know, taking photos of, you know, taking videos of tanks driving through the road. It's it's incredible. You're you're seeing like charcoal bodies in some cases of people that are, you know, soldiers that were bombed and killed. I mean, where are you going to, you know, where you couldn't see that. You know, doing the Gulf War, you know, you didn't have that kind of coverage. Well, you, you weren't shown it. The the, the or photos, you shown, or, yeah, the photos no. exist. You you, you, you weren't well, shown it. Well, but 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 yeah. but also, you weren't getting it in like near real time in, either. In the real time, yeah. You know, like, I, I think yeah. the real time fashion Big is difference. the part that's really really it's really yeah. amazing. But, so yeah, so on top of all that, just to kind of dovetail and kind of wrap this up a little bit. Uh, what, what's your quick opinion on uh, on it's the war and inflation and everything and its effect on the markets? Oh man, that's a that's <laughs> tough. Man. It's, it's, um, you well, know, I, I don't know what the Fed's going to do because the Fed is Fed's stuck, man. I mean, inflation is going to get worse because they got to raise aggressively. You know, with, they have to. Yeah, raise I mean, they're going to have to. They're going to have to raise rates for sure. It's. I don't know how. I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to. It's going to increase the rates in the sense that it it won't accelerate. It won't accelerate the rate hikes. I think it's going to either it, it might it'll extend it out to next year. I don't think they're going to suddenly raise fifty basis points, you know, instead of twenty five. I don't I don't think that's going to happen because they still need stability in the markets and they need people to stay calm and um, they still need the, the market to function normally. So what they'll probably do is just gradually raise you know twenty five basis points at every meeting till next year until you know they get to a point where inflation is more manageable. But I think I think the Fed's going to play the long game here. They're going to they're, it's going to be a slow, steady rise in re- inflation for the next year and a half, yeah. and, and then and then we'll go from there. They're in a really precarious position because rates are at, a, at the historic lows. Inflation is super high. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of wiggle room that they have to really do anything. And, and now you you throw in this whole like uncertainty around the war, cutting off. Uh, Europe from like oil and gas from Russia, like you know, there's you know, there's, you know sorry to cut you off, Royce. No. You know, it brings up another point about like cryptos because you know we talked about cryptos a few times in the past, yeah. right? And it it gives you you know, the, I was telling Royce like cryptos is and a, and a friend of mine also had the same view of like cryptos being kind of like the, the the insurance policy for the end of the world because if there's World War Three, you know fiat currency isn't really you know that's not going to be a thing that people will, will probably use they'll probably use cryptos because you know uh the countries you know in in the post-world war three environment is probably not going to you know the, i think the country's currencies will probably be in disarray and you know, people might want to be using cryptos and you know that's kind of like an insurance policy in a way like if you, you your only ways of kind of paying for stuff will be using cryptos so that was kind of why I got into cryptos in the first place was was that concept of okay it's kind of like insurance policy, you know, if something does happen bad in the world, well you've got some kind of backup plan, you know, to, to figure out how to how to pay for stuff, um, and, and I don't know if ever I don't know if we've ever been this close to like the 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 idea that some you know like you know Russia obviously is nuclear is a nuclear power and and you know the events have happened in the last few days have been you know jarring to say the least right um so i mean i you know obviously i we you know we hope that things calm down and don't escalate um but i think um you know i think 
the sanctions that are happening with, uh, you know, the U.S. sanctioning Russia, uh, I think that's going to have a lot of repercussions that might, might drive investments into crypto. I think uh, crypto is actually, you know, in, in some ways, kind of a, a, a way to, to bypass, you know, stuff like uh, the normal banking system, right? So if you're, you know, if you have no, if you no longer have access to SWIFT and you have no way of sending money to people, like, what would you do, right? You use cryptos. <laughs> like, that's a way around it, right? So um, if anything, it makes crypto kind of like a, a, a way to get around a lot of the things that people use traditional banking for. And this is kind of like an interesting use case here. Yeah, the challenge might be, though, you know, when when you say you can use crypto in exchange, but at some point in time, when you have to convert to your fiat to pay for other things. You know, that's that's where they're getting kind of blocked right now, aren't they? Because they can't use the banking system. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, if you if you have money stored in cryptos and you can use it, I mean, if you have a way to convert your local currency to crypto and then use that to, to send it out, you know, to someone that you want to pay for goods or services for. I mean, that's, I mean, that's one way to do it. I yeah. Mean, no, I, I think you're, I think we're thinking about it in the wrong way. Like if you're paying for something in crypto, you don't really, if, and if crypto is the de facto standard, you don't really care about what it converts into in fiat. Like you're right. fine just taking the crypto that you're getting. And, and that's that's what I saw, like some uh, a picture of some people in Ukraine, basically, where they're accepting payments uh, mm-hmm. through like, you know, the typical things like PayPal and Cash App and stuff like that. But also through like Bitcoin, through Ethereum, through Zcash or whatever. And uh, I, th- I think that's probably, you know, if it comes to that, like that's probably what things will be like. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to increase the it's going to increase adoption, you know, and, and not for good reason, of course, you know. But I think the ultimate res- result of this will be if they sanction Russia, you know, if they sanction Russia and um, and anyone, you know, and their and the Russian allies, you know, like Belarus, I think those countries are going to turn to crypto and say, you know, here's an, you know, I, I can't use SWIFT to send you money, but you know, crypto will be an interesting way to bypass the that banking system. And still get money across. Yeah, the Swift and, card. The Swift card is going to be the biggest thing moving forward. Whether or not they they play that card, because right now Swift is still operational. It's not. It hasn't been taken away. But 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 there's so, been banking sanctions, right? I mean, the few there, a few banks have already been kind of locked out of. They of have. US there's banking sanctions, but Swift yeah, is yep. open. Swift is Swift is operational. There, that's the one. That's the one sanction they haven't because the the collateral the collateral effect to Europe if you if you knock Swift out is is big for them on the energy side. Yeah, yeah. And if you're looking for like, and, and currency too, right? Like currency value, like if you're worried that your, you know, country's currency is going to devalue, um, you want to probably buy Tether, right? I was reading an article uh, recently, I think it was on Cointelegraph, where they're talking about, you know, people are buying Tether because they don't, they want their their wealth in a stable coin. They don't want their wealth in a local currency that's going to devalue over time. Yeah, oh my God, the, the, the crash in the ruble. In the last couple oh, days, gosh. it's been yeah. so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's like at an all-time, you know, low compared to a dollar. You know, I think it's like eighty something, right? Eighty-five or something like that. Yeah, something Eagles like per, that per dollar. So its value has never been less compared to the dollar. And if you're, you know, if you have all your wealth in, in rubles, you probably would rather have it in some stable coin. At least you know that, you know, it's going to pretty pretty steady. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what's what that's doing to, you know, people in Russia. Like it's got to oh, be awful. Goodness gotta be awful yeah and it's and it's the common you know citizen in russia that's suffering right it's not the oligarchs who have you know hundreds of billions of dollars to to you know and, and they have other means of of kind of you know moving that money around i mean i'm sure they have their their ways you know yeah <laughs> so no it's, it's, it's all that wealth is stashed all over the world right yeah it's, it's not in the ruble for sure, yeah, it's not. Like it's not. No, their 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 money is all over the place, and they can access it. Yeah, I mean, some of the banking system things will stymie some things they might do, but they'll always find a way. I mean, they're oligarchs, man. There's there's ways to move yeah. money. There's always a way to move money. So let let's yeah. turn let's turn the conversation a little bit to real quick before we kind of wrap up the show here to the metaverse and like, do you think? Do both of you think that? If things go crazy in this world, that the metaverse is the escape everyone needs, and it's gonna it's gonna speed the the development of the metaverse and and its adoption and usage. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Hell yeah! 
<laughs> you know, Royce just recently got an Oculus. I, 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 uh, I don't know if you told the audience. No, we talked about it we, we last did, episode. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I, I, okay. I just told him I don't want to know what he does in private. In, Ken, uh, in Oculus. Ken, I told him he needs to buy one. And we need to play poker and blackjack yes. in, in, like, in that metaverse. Dude. Steve, you got to get one. You got to get see, one to play poker You got to listen. Hey. Hey. Because I told Royce the same thing. I said, Royce, you got to get one, and then after you experience it, we'll talk, okay? Because you got to get one now. We are we are a legitimate company in this podcast now, so <laughs> Oculus funny. is definitely a company expense, so that's probably going to happen. Awesome. So that's a, that's a great question, Steve. Like, do you think the war and all the stuff that's happening is going to accelerate the metaverse? adoption and i think the answer is yes um i it's kind of counterintuitive because i think i had a i heard this conversation today i was i was having lunch and there's two people next to me and they're talking about uh nfts cryptos investing and then they talk about the metaverse wait wait, wait. where you at sushi uh i was at the the other the next door the the other restaurant but um the noodle place but uh no. so one of the guys was there so they were they were just basically agreeing that you know, oh, you know, don't buy NFTs because no one's going to give a shit about NFTs because it's a, uh, you know, like who's going to care about the metaverse or NFTs while the war, the war is going on, you know, where there's a war, potential war going on. And, and I thought, man, these guys have obviously not read Snow Crash or have not seen Ready Player One <laughs> because like that's the entire <laughs> movie, right? I mean, yep. that was like a, a, a dystopian society where... Yep. Life in the real world sucked, right? You and, need an escape. You need, you need a cheap escape. escape. Yes. So if the world yep. does become so daft and you know, terrible and, and unbearable, yeah. everyone's going to want to be in the metaverse. Right? I mean, that's, you should have said, that, you should have, that, that is a purpose. That, like, you should have said, sell to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, I think the adoption is going to come from. To me. Well, it's it's going to be like this. It's going to be okay if the real world is more fun than the metaverse. Why would you want to be in the metaverse, right? It's like okay if the metaverse experience is less than the real world. It's like a lesser version of it. Then why would you want to be in there, right? The whole point of it is, it's all relative, right? the The worse your real life is, the more you're going to want to be in this metaverse. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're a billionaire and you're you've got you know tons of lady friends with you, you got a, a huge yacht. Like you live in the, the crazy, you know, you live in a Jeff Bezos lifestyle, hey, hey, right? Hey, hey, Ken. Hold on, Ken. Yeah. It's not just lady friends. Because what if the billionaire is a woman? It could oh, have yeah, guy friends. Or yeah? guy friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't or, get, don't don't guys and guys. Don't I mean, guys. everything. Guy friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely true. So um, my, my point is just you got all these rich gazillionaires and they're living uh, an incredible dream life. They're not going to spend any time in the metaverse. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't think they would because their mm. life is great. Money, money ain't happiness for a lot That's of people. True, but if your life money is great, ain't... if your life is great, you wouldn't want to spend a lot of time in the metaverse. You'd rather spend it in the real, real world. That's my, that's my premise. But, but if your life isn't good, right? If you're not living a the kind of lifestyle that, or you're not happy or whatever, like the environment around you is not, like you have more fun, more friends, more social interactions on the metaverse. You're gonna be want to, you're, you're gonna want to be on there more. So it's really just, uh, you know, relative, right? If all your social connections, if all the experiences you're having that is giving you joy and happiness is in the metaverse, you're gonna want to be there. Yeah, no, I, I will say that like one use case is that if we can't be in Vegas playing blackjack, we can be in the metaverse playing blackjack. <laughs> that is actually pretty fun. That is actually pretty fun to me, dude. I'm not gonna lie. And it yeah. would be. We'll be able to wager, you know. Would we be able to wager a world coin with each other? You know, let's say, let's say we're in one of the worlds in NFT worlds. Oh yeah, we're playing yeah. there. Yep. Which is gamble, we're gambling with world coin, hundred percent. Right? Yep. Yes, hundred percent. So I, I've been told that there's like a like an Oculus type uh, mod, mod that you can use to play, you know, Minecraft in, on the Oculus, and you know, if that experience does eventually become possible on something like an Oculus or or one of those VR platforms. Then absolutely, you can you could be gambling. You could be at sitting in a virtual sports, you know, sports uh, gaming room where you could be mm-hmm. betting on the, the latest games and looking at the scores, you know, and drinking a fake uh, martini, you know. 
I mean, it's all possible. We're we're doing that, Royce, in in the poker lounge, right? Oh yeah, we were doing that. that was we're smoking so cigars gotta, and lighting up cigarettes. You gotta get lighting up cigarettes, giving cigarettes to people. I never that smoked a cigarette probably... in my entire life, but I smoked at least like half a dozen in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. surreal. I was I was telling Royce I had this fun experience. Like, so there was a drone. Okay, you can buy you can you can buy a drone in the poker game. And I was, um, and you can control the drone with your joystick, like this. Uh, you know, on the Oculus, you have a little joystick. And mm-hmm. so, so in the in the metaverse, I was holding a joystick, much like the one I was holding in real life. And I was controlling mm-hmm. the joystick, much like I was controlling the joystick in real life. And mm-hmm. the plane was moving exactly the way that I was controlling mm-hmm. the joystick. But as I forgot. As long as I you're not talking that... metaphors about playing with a joystick, okay? I just want to make sure you're talking <laughs> about the joystick. <laughs> But but the thing is, I forgot that I was controlling the plane. I thought I was controlling the plane, but I was actually controlling the joystick that controlled the plane. Like I, I was not like I was. I lost track of what I was actually controlling. Yeah. I wasn't really controlling the plane with my joystick. I was controlling the controller. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, the but, that, but that's what Royce was saying in the, the last episode. Like he just got sucked in. You just get pulled. Yeah, in. it was so weird. I, I had to. I had to like step back. Yeah, your your mind gets tricked. It's, yeah, you're because it's totally the, like your eyes, yeah. your eyes, right? Like, yeah, it's it's very it's very strange feeling. I think when they have the the haptic gloves and and more like it's still very early, but it's so fun though. Like just even the experiences that are kind of limited right now, it is fun. It is really really yeah. fun being in there. It's like the early it 1990s is. internet, you know, where mm-hmm. the AOLs and you're like, oh, I'm talking mm-hmm. to someone in um, Europe, you know? Oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually sitting there typing with someone over you know, a thousand miles away or you know thousands of miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, because we were in the metaverse playing poker with people that were. You know, one guy was in, uh, in in the UK, and he was talking about like, oh, his you know his fiance got him the Oculus for uh, you know as a present, and he was just he's not you know he was like thousands of miles away, but we're playing. Yeah. And he's right next to me. I was like looking at him. We're like talking to each other. Our head movements, our mouth movements, are matching. You know, like it looks like I was talking to the guy. You know, felt like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. It's very similar to the early internet. Like that was the first time when you could communicate with people that mm-hmm. weren't in your immediate area. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is just the next step because, like, you're doing the same communication, but like you're physically represented there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, Steve's gonna Steve's gonna log on next time, and we're gonna we're gonna have to do one. <laughs> we're gonna have to do another podcast. Oh, definitely. Podcast. Oh, we will definitely. You need um, to get. I'll go. I'll go get the Oculus. We'll go play, and we can go. You know, come back and talk about it on the show. With that, let's kind of wrap things up. Kenny, any last thoughts before we uh, head out here? You know, I, I guess, uh, you know, last thought is just, um, you know, pray for the the soldiers and the the citizens in Ukraine, man. It's. Uh, you know, it's heartbreaking listening to some of the stories going on over there. It kind of makes puts your life into perspective, puts things into perspective, you know, about your own life and how lucky you are that you're not in that crazy, dangerous, and just, you know, it makes you feel grateful that you're safe, you know, and, and also feel a lot of empathy for, you know, the folks over there, you know, suffering and, and scared. So, you know, I think that is, it's always good to, to kind of, you know, put, put things in perspective, right? You know, little things that you worry about every day, maybe you shouldn't worry about it too much because, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're facing can't be, you know, any worse than what's, what those folks over there are, are facing right now. Roycey? Yeah, no, I, I will say the, the same thing for me. I mean, like, watching and seeing what's been happening in real time, you know, with this war and seeing the impact, the human impact of, you know, how it's affected, like not only Ukrainians, but some of these, some of the Russian people as well, that just want peace and just want to be able to live, you know, f- live their lives safely and with food, shelter, and all those things. Like it really puts things into perspective. Uh, that's what I've been thinking about the last couple of days, to be honest with you. And it just drives home the point that you know I always talk about this with Ken is that you know Father Time's coming for us all. Yeah. You know, nobody's gonna make it out of this alive. So. You know, value the time that you have. Take advantage of the time that you have. Don't get caught up in the the pettiness, you know, that, that can sometimes take control. And just appreciate 
appreciate that. Like for us to even be here on this planet, it's like a one in a million thing yeah. just to be born here. So well, on that, on that <laughs> note, Roycey, excited to see you in a few days when you come back home. Uh, yep. And, uh, you know, end up, end up accidentally going clubbing in board shorts and slippers. <laughs> that sounds like a hey, really that was great, fun... dude. <laughs> that was awesome. And go watch, it, it, that was, and go watch that Children of awesome. Men, you guys. Okay, go watch it. It's a good, good film. We'll Only if Rice will cuddle with me while we're watching it. That's all, that's all <laughs> I ask. Yeah. Sorry, okay. no. No. <laughs> and on that, note, on that note. On that note, guys, thank you for listening. <laughs> on that note. And we will be back hopefully in another week. All right. In see a you week. Guys. All right. See ya.